Hi, and welcome to the Flourish and Friends podcast. I'm your host, Carrie, and I'm here with my friend and collaborator, Esther. Hey there. Hey. Our goal for this podcast is to create an avenue for our Flourish community to gather around important conversations that lead to more growth and flourishing. Yeah, nothing is really off the table because how we lead our lives spills into how we lead at work, and overall, our brand reflects that, especially as creatives. If you celebrate Christmas, it's almost here. We hope you're able to take some time off during the holidays. So today we're talking about how we unplug. Plus, stick around while we announce our book picks for the January Book Club. But first, let's start with some fun things that are giving us life. Let's start with you, Carrie. What's a fresh pick you have this week? Well, as you'll notice... A lot of my fresh picks have to do with being cold, and this week is no different. (laughs) I am going to say my Ugg slippers. I have a couple different styles that I like to wear, but it's very important for me to keep my feet warm because I've realized that when I'm not wearing – it's I don't know. It's kind of different because in the summer, I like can't have anything on my feet. Like I'm not a sock person really, Hmm. but I have to have – slippers on especially in the winter because otherwise I'll just be even colder than I already am so I have let's see the ones I'm wearing today they're like the I think the classic just like a slip-on one and then I also have some kind of funky pink pink slip-on ones I'm not describing it very well but it kind of has a platform (laughs) oh okay so they're they're kind of more like trendy but they're both just really comfortable and keep my feet happy And Mm -hmm. the one that has platform, I kind of really like too because it makes me feel like I'm two inches taller than I am in real life. So I just like walk around and I'm like, oh, this is what it would be like to be two inches taller than I am. Do you wear them only at home, strictly at home? Yes. We are a no-shoes household. So Mm. if anyone who's listening to the pod ever comes over, you already (laughs) know this, but (laughs) yeah, we try to encourage no shoes so we wear slippers we actually encourage people to bring their slippers over oh that's fun wear slippers together (laughs) i know like some some people will if they're no shoes household as well they'll offer like guest slippers Mm -hmm. yeah we're (laughs) not there yet such a good idea such a good idea it is a really good idea we are rounding out our guest suite upstairs and i keep thinking that needs to be like the last touch that we need to add we have robes we have all the other things we have sheet masks like we talked about last week Mm -hmm. but yeah Esther what's your fresh pick this week I know we had an epic one last week if you don't know what we're talking about go back and listen yeah it's hard to follow up that fresh pick the fresh pick to end all fresh picks but this week I want to shout out unique low clothing Mm -hmm. um I don't know if it's got a big presence in the United States, but uh, it's a Japanese clothing company. It's all over the place in Australia. And honestly, every time I go in the store, I leave with a new piece of clothing because I just want to buy the whole store. Do they still do the thing in, in the store where you can get stuff like tailored right there? Have you done that yet? Oh, I didn't know about that. No. Is that like... I, I don't normally go into the fitting room. Is that like a fitting room type of thing? I okay. think so. Yeah. 
That's I bought cool. like one of my favorite pair of, pair of jeans of my life and they like fitted it right or they like sewed it right there. Whoa. I mean, I think I, I had to like leave for a few minutes and then came back and picked it up. But yeah. Yeah. Unique low. Oh, so good. What's your favorite? I mean, what's your favorite thing you've gotten from there? Are you so, wearing anything on repeat? Yes. So if you want a cozy recommendation, these thermal pants i need to find the actual name but they're basically sweatpants everything i feel like uniqlo puts out is got such a great finish so it doesn't look like lazy sweatpants it looks like oh i can wear these sweatpants out in public because the fit is nice the lines the sewing but it's in line with like fleece so it's really it keeps you really warm i got a pair of those during winter time and now i'm obsessed with these crop top t-shirts that have like athletic material um some sort of synthetic blend but um those are what i'm really into right now since i have so many high-waisted pants the crop is just like i don't have to tuck anything in it just sits right at the right spot so yeah, I'm very excited. I love it. We need more Uniqlo in America. <laughs> I'm sure they're in the yeah. bigger cities, but I'm not. I, I guess I haven't really looked it up in Kansas City, but I'm pretty sure they're not here. I don't think so. All right. Now moving into our main conversation on unplugging during the holidays, which are basically here. Esther, I would love to know your thoughts around this topic, unplugging. Why is it why is it important to you? Like why is it important in general? Well, I think it's it's just important across the board because we live in such an overstimulated world now where I hear people and leaders talk about how people have access to you like never before. They are in your pocket. They can get your attention at a moment's notice. They can call you. They can FaceTime you. They can message you. And I think just turning it off for a moment just helps us be with ourselves and not be needed. I think that's just a good practice in boundaries to start. I think if we want healthy boundaries, we need to have time where we're not available. So that can be like a daily thing in the evenings, you're just not available, or maybe it's when you start your day and you're just not available. I think it's just really healthy um, for others to recognize and also learn from you. If you're a leader, like you're setting the example. So if you're leading a team and then you're always available, then they're gonna think, oh, I need to be always available as well, you know? So I think just, Unplugging makes your availability not 24-7, which is just a healthy thing. And then we can get into just the psychology. I mean, there's a number of health benefits of unplugging. It reduces stress and anxiety. It allows you to actually feel peace. And then also specifically when you unplug from social media, you're able to be more present and it also has been proven to increase productivity. I really loved what Forbes magazine said. They said that brain scans show that 
spending time on screens activates the same neural loops that narcotics do. So unplugging once a week helps break those patterns. I mean, no wonder it's so hard to break that because we have these pathways that are being formed just by being on a screen. I never want to be controlled by something. So just unplugging, I think, regularly as a practice is just good to stay healthy and have mental strength and resilience. What do you think? Amen to everything you were just saying. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the concept of we want to own our devices, not have our devices own us. And so much easier said than done because they're designed in such a way that you become addicted and like you go to pick it up, even if, you know, addiction sounds like a strong word, but those brain studies like you were talking about show these technologies are rewiring our neuropathways. So it's not just a matter of, oh, I'm just a bad person because I just spend so much time. It's like, well, actually we're on our devices a lot for our jobs too. So like there's a there's an important reason we're engaging with these devices and with the services on the devices, you know, the software, the everything on the internet. There's a reason that we're engaging with it and it makes it that much harder to not be addicted or to have boundaries. And I really Mm -hmm. like that you brought that up. And I think I love that you talked about the leader aspect because it is so important to be able to set set boundaries and keep them and demonstrate them because other people notice. And there's some sort of quote or phrase about like the boundary is only as good as like, basically if other people see you breaking your own boundaries and they're not going to respect it. So like you have to respect your boundaries first. And I just believe so strongly, especially for creatives and people who may have like social media as a part of their job to be really firm and to be very clear about what their boundaries are, both for themselves, uh, like professionally for like doing social media for like a brand, but personally too. And uh, so having those for yourself, but also being able to communicate those out as well. It's really important. And I've like... I've had conversations back when I was interviewing and looking for jobs when I was first coming to Kansas City and I was very upfront with like what my tech boundaries were and, you Mm. know, social media happened to fall under the umbrella of a position, what I was and was not going to be doing. And that was really, even bringing it up in something like an interview process was really eye-opening because I was able to really see if people people's values aligned with my values, basically. If they thought that was ridiculous that I would communicate a boundary in an interview or if they respected it. And there, it was very interesting to see how people responded different ways to that. I'm hoping now, like that was several years ago, I'm hoping now the conversation is more top of mind, but we still have leaders in this world who are very much lauded for their vision and for the hustle and for being quote unquote hardcore and not having boundaries. So kind of the idea of high performing, but we can flip high performing on its head because it doesn't have to be high performing doesn't mean you need to be on 24 seven because it's, you're yeah, just exactly. going to burn, you're going to burn out. Like it's just going to yeah, happen. I agree hundred yeah. percent. So how do you like thinking about the holidays and 
with all everything that we talked about kind of in mind, how do you approach, okay, we are, have this season that I want to unplug. What does that look like for you practically? Well, I think that holidays are just such a great time to unplug because socially people are much more open to the idea of you not being available. They understand that you want to be present with your family. And so, yeah, if we only do it once a year for like a good week or two, then the holidays are such a good opportunity for that reason. Things that I do when I'm on vacation or something, I'll I'll actually just leave my phone in my room and go through the day breaking the need to check my phone. It's a, a literal practice. So if it's not around me, then I will just start realizing, oh, I don't need to check it. Um, so at least for the first stint of my vacation, I'll do that. And then I, I mean, I'm a photographer, so I want to take photos I have a film camera normally with me or at the end of the vacation, the last day, I'll break out my phone to capture some things, but just realizing like, oh, I don't need to capture every second of my vacation, that actually the practice of not having something on me, not even having a camera on me helps me practice being more present and just being in the moment. And I think... When I do need my phone, just putting it on like a focus mode. There's so many ways technology has advanced to allow us to do those things. And I think they're just responding to the cultural shift of there is a lot of people nowadays, like you're saying, who want to practice these boundaries. And there's all these levels of, okay, I don't want my work to interfere with my personal life, so I need to silence all of those notifications. So I think those are really some easy ways to do that. How about you, Carrie? Do you set a plan? How do you communicate that with people as like an entrepreneur heading into a break like that? Yeah, I think it's important to have a plan. Like you just asked so that you can really be intentional with your approach as you're taking time off. I, one of the simplest ways I like to do is make sure I'm just communicating in advance as much as possible and letting all the key people know. I also like to include it in my email footer signature. Um, it'll say something to the effect of like upcoming OOO out of office and it'll have a date range. So folks can know kind of what to expect or at least see it there. But then, of course, a direct communication to anyone who would be expecting anything of me or that I'm in regular communication with, too. So having that, you know, you know set aside time and communicating that in advance. Another pro tip is always add a buffer day if you can with your job or whatever it is that you do. So for me, my first working day back is not a client day. I'm working, but I won't be available to clients because you need that time to catch up on all the emails and clear out your inbox and figure out your plan and all the to-dos. So that is something that's helpful too. Mm -hmm. And I think there is this idea that, again, because if you do marketing or communications or social media, you're involved in a lot of different channels, there's 
this fear that like, oh no, what's going to happen? Like, what if something big happens while I'm gone? And I'm not going to say that nothing big could happen because it, it could, but that's why, again, I believe so much in the idea of planning ahead, having those contingency plans, having a crisis communication plan. Organizationally, your organization should have those already, but then think a little narrower about your own role. What is the worst possible thing that could happen while I'm away? And just do kind of a pre-mortem, think through the worst possible scenarios, and then plan for that. When you ask that question, maybe it's, you know, our website, everyone in America visits our website and it crashes. That would be a great problem to have. Um, <laughs> but it won't be your problem because you'll be off. So you want to have that that backup plan for what what's going to happen while you're away. And I say all this knowing that you might be like, well, I'm on a really small team. And it's like, I feel you because I, we're on a really small team too. Like we are the people that do it. And yeah. I just want to say like, again, if you're in a creative field, I kind of think like, you know, we're not doing heart surgery. We mm -hmm. have, there are true crises, but it's not like anyone's going to it's not going to be the end of the world. So there, the things that, that yeah. could happen are planable and can be planned for. So that would be my first tip for sure is just know your plan in advance, communicate it, and then plan for worst case scenarios. And it's mm -hmm. also just a good thing probably to have all of those written down anyway for like standard operating procedures or just to have them for your organization or for your brand because those aren't good things to have on the shelf because you never – when a crisis happens, it's it's not as easy to come up with a strategy on the spot than mm. if you did it ahead of time. So yeah. And then I think just you communicated it. It's here. It's exciting. You're gonna you're gonna step away. Step away. And I think your clients, mm -hmm. your colleagues, your community, they're gonna understand taking a break is a strength. And again, back to the no one's gonna respect those boundaries more than you. So I think you have to de de define and decide what you're most comfortable with. For me, I really mm -hmm. try to go off the grid and not have my laptop. I don't check my phone as much. I don't have work email on my phone at all. So, but not checking any sort of work accounts on any devices that I have access to. So I think it's just deciding what that is for you. It might not be that extreme, maybe you're more comfortable with some access, but I would kind of challenge you to think, think through what are ways I could truly step away and completely step away in a brave way. And how could mm -hmm. I be brave and trust that I, there are things that I can control and there are things that I can't control and that's all right. So, yeah, I love what you said about like, just reminding yourself when you're in marketing it feels like if i don't do this things are gonna crash and burn and just stepping away and being like you know what it's true sometimes i literally have to tell myself no one's gonna die the world's not gonna end if mm -hmm. i miss a week of posting we'll just pick up again and like again going back to not being a slave to your device the same thing is don't be a slave to the algorithm you are a person, the algorithm was created for you. Don't let it control you, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I see 
more people, especially creators on specific platforms like Instagram, who I really respect, like they're, they take time away and they tell their followers and they just take like a whole month off, whether it's in the summer or whether it's December. And I think people, again, if you've built a community, you have to believe that your people aren't just going to abandon you because you're going to be gone. It's just like, Mm -hmm. it's all about trust. Again, if you built trust with your team members, they're going to trust that you can step away and you have those backup plans already made. Just like with your brand community, they're going to understand that you're not going to be there and that's okay. You not being there can also look like scheduling things ahead of time. Maybe there's an email touch bit touch point that you you as an organization or you as a creative can schedule out. There are still ways to nurture a relationship without being online right then and there. There are just so many ways nowadays to do that. And even if you choose not to do that, not to schedule something out, it's okay. Like, you know, people, I'm going to be trying not to check my email at all. I know everyone will probably be having end of the year sales and end of the year donation campaigns. And that's great. And I think it's, you know, reach people where they are and the timing that makes sense for your organization. That's, that's what you need to focus on. Like what, what are your organizational goals and what, if you've done things year over year, just the data show, sending an email at 4 p.m. on December 31st really helps people get over the finish line for that end of year ask. Maybe, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not. So I think even being able to make some data-informed decisions around that too, whether it does make sense to schedule or maybe people are pretty fatigued in your community and may not really see any communication or at least engage with any sort of communication too. Yeah, that's great. If you are thinking about doing like a tech detox or just unplugging for the end of the year, just know that we are in it together. We'll just set you with a challenge. If you've never done it before, maybe start with the week between Christmas and New Year's. I think that's a really good place to start. A lot of people take off that week anyways. So every day, if you are able to put your phone on Do Not Disturb and just see how not receiving the notifications helps slow you down from maybe even checking your phone. If you want to take it a step higher and just put your phone away like I do on vacation, we really want to just encourage you to take that step and then let us know how it goes. And remember, we're big proponents of just using this as a progress over perfection moment that we're not going to hit it exactly right the first time we try it, but that we're moving in the right direction and we're setting healthy boundaries to avoid burnout in the future. And I think that's what our community is all about, how we can encourage each other into health and flourishing. So um, yeah, let us know, send us an email and we'll, yeah, we'll be in it together. We'll reach out. We'll share some of your stories when we come back in the new year. If you have any takeaways, we'd love to hear those. But let's move on to our big announcement. What is our book club going to look like in January, Carrie? We are really excited to start this virtual podcast book club. You are invited. Mm -hmm. Our first book pick is Digital Minimalism, Choosing a Focused Life in a Noisy World, and it's by Cal Newport. 
we'll link it in the show notes. And so what we'll do is we'll break down the book in an upcoming episode in January. So you'll have time to read it over the holidays into January for some inspiration. And Esther and I will discuss it and we'll give you a warning too, in case you haven't read it yet. There will definitely be spoilers because we'll be breaking down everything that's in it. So digital minimalism, and it'll be our very first book club. We are hoping to do these every so often and we'll pick a, you know, kind of a book that's a blend of personal and professional that we feel will our community will really enjoy. Yeah. I love that the podcast medium allows you, if you don't finish it by the end of January, you can just listen to the episode when you do finish it. All right, let's move on to our bookmarks. Esther, what are you watching, reading, listening to in your life? Well, on the same note, a book that comes to mind about um, hustle is called To Hell with the Hustle by Jefferson Bethke. I read this a couple of years ago now, but if you're just looking for something to read and you want to learn more about unplugging, I think this is a good book. Um, just he breaks down kind of our patterns and yeah, how we're being formed by culture. And then if you want something more entertaining, I would highly suggest over Christmas break. If you haven't read Little Fires Everywhere, that's a really, really good like thriller and it, it'll keep you entertained if you want to be off screens over winter break as well. That was for sure. I read it this year after you recommended it earlier in the year. It was mm. on my top, top books of the year list for sure. Little Fires Everywhere. And I'm going to add to help with the hustle to my cart or not my cart my my library list (laughs) I am a big fan of the public library maybe that needs to be a fresh absolutely (laughs) shout out to the public library yes well my bookmark this week is a podcast that's based on a book I like to listen to NPR's life kit every now and then they have different Mm. segments of life kit they have like life kit health, life kit, money. I think this was just on the regular one. I can't quite remember. But it is from this physical therapist named Vin Pham. He's a physical therapist and author of Sit Up Straight, Future-Proof Your Body Against Chronic Pain with 12 Simple Movements. So he joined the host of Life Kit and talked about different mobility exercises you can do and it was just a good reminder for me. Again, it's one of those things we know, like, I should spread straight. But to remember to practice these mobility things because pain, chronic pain is a real thing. And it especially happens like your back is just such an important part of your body. And he just talked through some really simple exercises to do throughout the day. And I really liked he also encouraged in this podcast the concept of progress over perfection and he talked about like the 80 20 rule like try to aim for like doing it 80% of the time because like we're not going to not slouch at some points during the day and that's okay but what can we do now to help our bodies be stronger for the future mm-hmm. so yeah it was just really it was really interesting 
So highly recommend Love it. That. And we'll link that episode to that podcast in the show. Perfect. All right. Before we sign off, we're looking for stories about leaders who put their values into practice. Someone whose leadership you've experienced with integrity, someone who makes tough choices with grace and grounding. Please send us your stories to hello at flourishcreative.co. You can do this anonymously. We hear a lot of stories about toxic leadership. We want to hear some stories about uh, some really great leaders too. Mm -hmm. So please send us those stories to hello at flourishcreative.co. On a programming note, we are putting into practice what we've talked about today and we'll be pausing the podcast so we can be present for the holidays and we will see you again on January 9th where we'll kick off the new year together. Thank you for joining us today and be sure to check out flourishcreative.co slash podcast to see the show notes. Yeah, and we'd love to hear from you. You can send us a note like Carrie said to hello at flourishcreative.co or you can just tag us on Instagram, send us a DM. We are at flourishcreativeco on there and feel free to leave a review wherever you're listening and help new friends discover our podcast community. Happy holidays, everyone. Until next time, live well and flourish. Flourish.